Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. 34 seconds left in the first half. Chiefs scored a touchdown a couple of minutes ago. 14-7 KC leading Detroit in the NFL season opener. Elks home on Saturday, 3.30 countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Jed game at 5 as they take on the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, we'll have Coney Ely on the Elks uh, from on the show here in a couple of minutes. Uh, the uh, One of the things, and, and I, I've referenced this a couple of times, one game I, I get asked about uh, a lot by uh, listeners or friends and family. The Heritage Classic, of course, big marquee event on the Oilers' schedule coming up October 29th. We had the news conference yesterday with uh, Steve Mayer from the NHL and Oilers captain Connor McDavid. So uh, we know when the game is. Uh, we know it's at Commonwealth. Some more tickets went on sale today. Uh, I'm sure those were snapped up quite quickly. And uh, Dan Cote-Rosen, uh, who does marketing for OEG, was on with Chelsea and I this afternoon. And uh, we were talking about, first of all, they have this uh, this uh, welcome back to hockey weekend coming up September 23rd and 24th, which is going to be pretty cool. Oilers fan day is then. There's going to be an open practice. Oil Kings uh, have their home opener. And then uh, the Oilers have their preseason opener as well. So it's going to be fun that weekend. But, of course, we have to ask Dan about the Heritage Classic as well. Now, there are going to be special jerseys for this game. And as Dan explains here, you will see them more than once throughout the season. Well, we'll be wearing that jersey for the first time on October 29th at the Heritage Classic. Uh, we're the home team, so we wear the home jersey. Um, I can share that we will be wearing this jersey three times over the course of the season. Uh, we go down to Calgary, so we'll play the Flames at the Saddle Dome, and we'll wear the uh, jersey in January. And then the Flames are back here in February. We'll be wearing those jerseys again on that game, so three times in total this season. We're really excited about that. It's a beautiful jersey. All right, and they should be available for sale. Uh, on the day of the announcement, which uh, I believe will be uh, late September, possibly the second last day of September. We'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see how exact I am, uh, but we will get the jerseys unveiled later this month. So January 20th, the Oilers play the Flames, and then uh, they also play them on uh, February 24th. So the two teams will wear the Heritage Classic jerseys for those games. They do have uh, one final regular season meeting that's going to be on April 6th. They're not going to wear them for that game. So if you get a Heritage Classic jersey, uh, you can you can match what the players are wearing thrice, which is pretty cool. So one of the many things to uh, keep an eye out for and ear out for for those announcements. Uh, announcements. All right, uh, Elks getting ready to go. Trey Ford, a player we've talked about a lot, loves to scramble, loves to run, loves to keep plays alive. Uh, I know I had a couple messages uh, from you guys last night about okay what if he gets hit what's the concern here and uh, Chris Jones was asked if Ford needs to do a better job protecting himself 
You know, any time that, that you move around, there's 12 guys over on the other side of the ball that are, are trying to knock your head off. So as a quarterback, you know, we uh, we certainly want to try to protect him. And so we've got to do a good job of him knowing where to go with the football. Uh, receivers have got to get where they're supposed to be. Uh, he's got to get the ball out of his hands. And then, you know, hey, if, it, if, if it's time to be Trey, it's time to be Trey. Yeah, let Trey cook. If it's time to be Trey, it's time to be Trey. <laughs> Maybe that's going to be the hashtag. All right. Yeah, exciting play. Again, uh, much of this season, because the playoffs are an extreme long shot for the Elks, but I, I, I no longer think scoring some points and winning a few games is an extreme long shot like I did five weeks ago when I wasn't sure they were even going to win a single game this season. A lot of that and a lot of the analysis, I think, and how people feel about this season is going to come down to Trey Ford's play at quarterback and uh, you know how much that gives people hope for next season. Okay, to talk more about this season, the Labor Day home and home, and his journey to the CFL and his time in the National Football League, I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports a defensive tackle for the Edmonton Elks, Coney Ely, checking in tonight. Coney, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. We're ready to go here for the big Labor Day rematch. Uh, obviously, this is uh, an interesting time for uh, for the Edmonton Elks. Tell me about this week for you. You play Monday. Uh, you get right back at it against the same team on Saturday. How do you sort of deal with the rematch and the turnaround? Um, you know, obviously watching film helps a lot and recovering, you know, getting your proper rest. Um, and then a lot of mental focus goes into those next couple of days leading back up to the rematch because it's a short week. Uh, it may not be as physical, but it's more of a learning and mental curve for us to just be able to focus and lock in. Uh, I, I know you're you're relatively new to the CFL. You've been here for uh, for a couple of years, but when you see that when you first saw the schedule, were you sort of like seriously same team back to back that quickly? Did it catch you by surprise a bit? Uh, you know, it helps me being over here for a couple of years, so I kind of know how the scheduling works. So now I can say it wasn't a surprise. But before, when I first got to the CFL and seeing that kind of similar thing, it's like, man, back to back. Like, I've never had to do that before, but uh, quick adjustment. Yeah, okay. Hey, look, uh, let's just put a cap on Monday's game because you guys did a lot of good things. Uh, the fourth quarter didn't go your way. How do you sort of reflect on on what happened the last uh, few Calgary drives of the game and, and uh, what you can do to learn from that or build on it? Uh, I feel like it was a few plays that, you know, we definitely dropped the ball on that made the outcome of the game. Um, you know, I just I think a little bit more focus and um, awareness and making sure that we're on top of everything at the very given moments would definitely help us to see and surpass. You know, we – give up 22 points in the fourth quarter and still only lose by four. It says a lot. Uh, but, you know, credit to those guys. They made adjustments. We didn't, you know. And in this rematch, we're going to have to make adjustments and we're going to have to not just make them, but we got to execute them too as well. So, Yeah. Uh, look, the, the overall record uh, and making the playoffs obviously might be tough, but you do have two wins in your last four games. Was there something I, I know on the offensive side of the ball that there were changes, but just team wise, did, did you feel a, a a shift at all, or you know, to what do you owe sort of uh, some better performance here the last month? Um, I think we're you know as late as it is in the season, we're really just now clicking and learning how to play with one another. Um, roster wise, I feel like we got the best roster in the CFL, but 
having the best talent and having the best players really doesn't mean anything if you're not gelling or being able to work together. So I think we're just now coming into a zone to where these last few games we've played, we're, we're really working together and really getting better as we stall. Uh, I got to ask a question about your teammate, your quarterback, Trey Ford. Um, I, I know practices are a little different, so you probably don't have to chase them around quite as much as, <laughs> as guys might uh, in games, but just this kind of the spark he's able to bring and, and, and that ability to improvise and keep plays alive. Man, he's just making the right plays at the right given moments. And, uh, you know, our O-line is doing a great job of blocking. Receivers are doing a great job of getting open. And he's executing the plays that's in front of him. He's taking what the defense is giving him. And I feel like that's a strong asset and part of his game that allows him to open up the playbook and, and help everybody else. And, you know, just we need to keep that spark going. And defense needs to do what we need to do and let's stop people from scoring. So. All right, Coney Ely from your Edmonton Elks joining us tonight at Inside Sports. I was just hoping to get to know uh, you and your journey a little bit here. Uh, I always love talking about how guys got into football and became pros. Um, tell everybody where you grew up and, and how old were you when you started playing football? Uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I was about nine years old when I started playing football. I had to beg my daddy to let me play. He wouldn't let me play because he didn't want me to get hurt. But I ended up playing up two levels from nine years old to 11 with 11-year-olds <clears throat> because of my size. You know, I was always kind of a bigger kid. Um, and I excelled in that and played basketball the majority of my little childhood and ended up playing high school um, football and, you know, college football, obviously. And it just went from there, man. Um was able to go to college, go to a D1 school that's known for putting out D linemen. was very highly drafted and successful in times I was in the NFL. Um, got to the NFL and, you know, was able to get to a lot of places, well, well, a place where a lot of people don't get to get to and I was make, be able to make it to the Super Bowl and, you know, did good there in that game. Had a couple up and downs towards the end of the time I was in the NFL, just, you know, dealing with losing family members and such, um, you know, and that took a toll on me for a little bit, but I, I ended up coming over to the CFL in 21 after the co the lockout or the COVID, you know, the, the, the season we didn't have in 20. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's been upwards ever since. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and thanks for, uh, for sharing that you had to get through some obviously losses in your family. Like you said, I, I do want to flashback cause, uh, Growing up in St. Louis in the 90s and I guess early 2000s, um, I mean, Mark McGuire was hitting a lot of home runs in the late 90s. Like, who, who did you look up to as, as an athlete when you were a kid in St. Louis? Oh, man, Kurt Warner, those guys. Uh, right. Kurt was, was there. Where St. Louis Rams was everything. The Cardinals, the Blues, like sports in St. Louis is definitely, um, you know, every given Sunday for football games and you know, Every, almost every other night for baseball games and hockey is is pretty big there too. So um, it was it was a blast. I had multiple uh, role models that I could look and across the board different sports that I say, hey, those were my idols growing up. Just being a, a kid from a big uh, big city. Okay, but you mentioned the Blues. So I, I mean, so you, when you came up to play in Canada, you weren't like, what is this sport on ice? You were totally you knew about the NHL and all the star players. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of hockey, uh, but I'm getting more interested as it goes on, as, I, as I'm able to just, like, slowly watch the game and break it down and understand as from the kids now, you know. 
Right on. Um, you touched sort of on, on widening up in the CFL, but where did that, uh, was there someone that first, you know, contacted you or your agent? Did you know a lot about the CFL when you were um, first approached? I was approached um, probably from a friend of a friend to, through my agent, but um, more so because Shane Ray, who was like my little brother, um, I was also spent the greatest other time in the NFL, who was just recently on the roster and uh, got hurt. But um, played with the Argos last year. He was he was the first person that really like that convinced me to come over into the CFL and just give it a shot. And I'm glad I made that call. I, I always ask this of uh, American players: if maybe you don't have one, but I want to ask: biggest difference for you, I suppose, as a D lineman uh, from American football to Canadian football. Um, so, so like our DNs in this league or more so like, you know, linebacker size in the NFL is, is a size difference and speed is very different too. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you definitely got talent over here. You got guys in the CFL that can, that can play at that level in the NFL and you got good competition, good solid competition that's over here in the CFL. Um, it's a lot of great players. I feel like this in the CFL that was here before everybody as far as history goes and i'm still learning history as far as the cfl but i think it's exceptionally good players that's going to be hall of famers that are playing now and that has played in recent years so i, I got a great deal of respect for the cfl and i've gained a, a great deal of more respect for the cfl yeah uh look i know you you touched on it and, and i know you didn't get the the results you wanted but I, I feel like i gotta ask you about the experience of playing in the super bowl uh, your Panthers fell by 14 points, but I, I was reading the recap of the game and I was like, oh yeah, he had like three sacks, an interception, and a like if and a forced fumble. Like if the Panthers win that game, Coney, you, you might have been the MVP of the game. Um, I, I know you, the, your team didn't win, but what an afternoon that was for you. Yeah, well, you know, um, maybe if I would have scored that, that interception, I got it would have been a greater chance for us to win. Uh, we'll be talking about. Super Bowl and this and that, but you know, it was also the matter is we didn't win. Uh, the better team won today, which was Denver. They had a hell of a team, hell of a defense. Uh, you know, give credit to those guys with credit is due. And then obviously on our side, we didn't get the the win, but you know, just the experience and be able to play in that game, man, and play with some of the guys I played with, some of the great guys I played with that you know I kind of learned from over the years is, was definitely a quite of experience. Well, Coney, we appreciate you checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, we wish you all the best in the Labor Day rematch. I'm sure you've learned quickly what the Battle of Alberta means and how important these games are. Hope you have a great game on Saturday. Thank you, man. I can't wait. All right. Well, that was cool. Coney Ely, uh, checking it. I've been wanting to interview him all year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, he had a spectacular Super Bowl for the Carolina Panthers the season they went 15-1, and got beat by uh, – Denver in the Super Bowl, and he's been pretty good with the uh, Edmonton Elks as his journey has taken him to the Canadian Football League. It is now halftime in the NFL season opener. Kansas City leading Detroit 14-7. Something pretty uh, cool happening with the Elks game on Saturday. We'll fill you in in a couple minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Yeah, big thanks to... Trent Brown and the crew at James H. Brown for their continued support of Inside Sports. 630 Chet, the play-by-play home for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. What a month it's going to be. We got the Elks game on Saturday, the Labor Day rematch. We got an Elks game next Friday the 15th. They go to Saskatchewan to play the Riders. Then they host BC on the 22nd. And the Elks, I predict already, will score against BC. Uh, And then the Elks go into a bye week. But don't worry, because in the final week of September, between the 24th and the 30th, we will have five Oilers preseason games for you in seven days. So between September 22nd and 30th, if you like live sports, 630 Chet is the place to be. Six games in nine days, an Elks game and then five Oilers games. That is pretty cool. That's why I love working at this station. So 3.30 countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott and Blake Dermott. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell on Saturday. Game at 5 o'clock against the Stampeders. And uh, something cool going on there for more details from the Elks. Their Senior Director of Marketing and Communications, Evan Dom, is on the line. Evan, how are you doing? I'm excellent, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot for uh, for checking in. Uh, I, I just uh, want to uh, ask you, I, I mean, it's uh, been a bit of a turbulent season, uh, a change in the front office with Victor Quiot and Rick Lullisher in, and then certainly on the field, we've seen some differences here uh, with uh, with Trey Ford and Jarius Jackson now having the uh, keys to the to the offense. But when, for the people like you who work behind the scenes and work in the office, explain, though, how the team success and getting a couple wins can affect the uh, moods and demeanor of the folks who aren't even on the field. Yeah, well, there's no question, Reed, that the wins over the last couple of weeks here, you know, the win against Hamilton on the road and then the win against Ottawa, which snapped that pesky streak, were certainly welcomed by the staff. I mean, we've got a relatively young group uh, in the front office with the business operations side of things. For, for a lot of us, that win against the Red Blacks was the first time we've seen the team win at home. So, you know, when you have a good percentage of your staff that pours a lot of energy and a lot of time and obviously a lot of emotion into things um, and, and you don't get the wins at home, that uh, that wears on people. But uh, we're obviously, you know, thrilled that we can you can move on from that losing streak and, uh, you know, just talk about the excitement that Trey Ford and others are bringing to the table now. So the mood has certainly been lifted with uh, those couple of victories over last month. Yeah, well, and, and, and you know, for me, I think Ford's play and and hopefully continued improvement is a uh, is a big part of the season. And, uh, I mean, you have the title of uh, director of uh, uh, marketing, and, and maybe uh, this will be something that has to really grow in the off season. But I would think for somebody in marketing, given not just his performance but his citizenship and his demeanor and the way he presents himself, he's got to be a bit of a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing about Trey that we're not excited about from a marketing standpoint. I mean, the guy obviously has some electric ability on the football field. He's got a great personality, and he's easy to deal with. So, you know, in terms of the boxes to check, Trey checks all the boxes for us uh, from that respect, and he's certainly doing a good job of checking some boxes on the football field, which, you know, at the end of the day is is really what it's all about for your starting quarterback. And can they move the ball? Can they make plays? Uh, and then can they win games for you? So Trey's been... You know, Trey's been great over the last month or so, and it's really just scratching the uh, the very tip of the surface in terms of what his abilities are. So, 
yeah, I mean, if, if things go the way we, we know and, and think they will with Trey and our football team, it's, uh, you know, it's exciting days ahead for us. All right. He's an outstanding performer. And tell us about an opportunity to see uh, one of the biggest performers uh, in the world outside of football that fans could have on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, all the Swifties out there are excited about Saturday night. We're giving away a trip to see uh, Music Sadas Act in Paris, France next May. So, you know, your ticket is your opportunity to win that trip. It's uh, two tickets to the concert, which is May 10th next year in Paris. It's uh, airfare to Paris, France, and then it's accommodation there as well. So uh, your ticket is your opportunity to win. Um, Anybody who's scanned in the building by kickoff is entered into that draw, and then we'll pull four names, and they'll compete at halftime for that big prize, and we'll have some fun with that. And um, You know, it's funny how an idea you just sort of throw up against the wall and you say, you know what, let's give away a trip to see, uh, to see, you know, to entice the Swifties. And um, funny enough, we were able to pull it off, and we've gotten some really good traction with that, that promotion. So we're looking forward to giving it away on Saturday. Um, and frankly, I'm, I'm a little nervous for the, uh, the competitors already thinking about the pressure that's going to be on them because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a hot ticket. And um, I'm married to a Swifty, and I know they can be a pretty intense breed. So... Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes on Saturday night, but we're excited about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm friends with a couple of Swifties, and uh, they are intense for sure. Are, are you at, uh, at liberty to disclose how ticket sales are going for Saturday? Ticket sales have actually been really good, Reed, in terms of you know where we've been uh, where we've been going over the course of the last uh, few days has been excellent since we launched the promotion. Quite honestly, last uh, I think it was Wednesday at about two o'clock, we saw a spike in ticket sales. Um, and they've been pretty steady ever since. So um, it's definitely going to push our home opener uh, for the highest attended game so far this season for us. So that's a great thing, um, obviously, at this point of the season. This is always a big game for the club, the rematch game. Um, we're going to teach the kids their ABCs, which is anybody but Calgary. Uh, so they'll learn a little bit on Saturday night, hopefully have some fun. And, uh, you know, we've got a whole bunch of things going on around the stadium, frankly. We're... Uh, you know, save on food gift cards, $10 gift cards for the first 10,000 fans. So save on foods is given $100,000 weighing groceries, um, $1,000 gift cards for every touchdown we score to a lucky fan. Um, and we're launching another promotion actually tomorrow, which is uh, $50 for our third jersey. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's a big day. Ticket sales are going well. It's going to be a good energy in the building. Um, regardless of what your record is at this point in the season, Reed, um, you just want to stick it to Calgary, and uh, that's what we're hoping to do on Saturday night. Evan, really appreciate the update. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Reed. Anytime. That is Evan Dom, Senior Director, Marketing and Communications for your Edmonton Elks. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show, Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.